The following is a Pro Football Network podcast, the primary voice for pro football at profootballnetwork.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the PFN Premier NFL Draft Podcast. You know me, I'm Ian Cummings, and you know him. I'm pointing at him. You can't see him, but you know him. He's Ali Hodgkinson. He's my partner in evaluation here at Pro Football Network. But yeah, we're uh, we're tag team in this NFL Draft class, and we're having fun doing it. We've been, I think this is our, shoot, I lost count, Ali. Is this our 12th podcast already? Who knows? Something like that? Who knows? Who knows, I've lost, man? I've lost count. It feels like 500, man. We've just been talking, talking and talking and talking. <laughs> but it's uh, it, it's been fun, and we're we're in April now. Uh, we're it's April 4th, right? I, I'm all turning around. It's April 4th, yeah. So we are around three and a half weeks out from the NFL draft. So we only have so much time to talk about these guys and you know go through the tape one more time and finalize our grades. And it's it's a really interesting in depth process. And I know last time we talked about the cornerbacks, and that's a fun position. Uh, obviously, with guys like Andrew Booth, uh, Ahmad Gardner, Derek Stingley, Kyrie Elam all at the top. We gave you our rankings, so you can circle back, check that out. Uh, we also got an, a Twitter space on Mondays and Thursdays at 7 p.m. Uh, obviously, today we're recording on Monday, so it's going to be Tuesday when, it, when this comes out. So you won't, but you know, keep an eye out for the Thursday one. And then every Monday and Thursday leading up to the draft, we got that. Ali has his AMAs at, at noon on Tuesday. I got mine at 5 p.m. on Friday. So you know, a lot of opportunities to, you know, uh, ask us questions and please at Ian underscore Cummings underscore nine is my handle at OJ Hodgkinson is his never feel like you're imposing. Always feel free to reach out on Twitter and just ask us questions because we're always happy to answer. But yeah, this is the best time of year uh, talking about these players and kind of diving into the class as a whole. Last time, Ali, we talked about the corners. We're moving to the safety position for this podcast. Obviously, it's been a big topic of discussion this offseason, you look at Kyle Hamilton. I think he was the, you know, the biggest story coming from the NFL Combine when he ran a four-five-nine. Uh, everyone was kind of sending him down their boards, uh, and now it, it, he's still the only one that we really hear being talked about. But this is a pretty strong safety class. You know, looking at it from broad scale and then diving into some of these prospects in recent days. You know, there's some guys to get overlooked, and I'm really excited to dive into it with you. Uh, looking at how Kyle Hamilton, this course around him. You know, Ali, just give me a, a sense of your feelings as this offseason has progressed around the safety position. Obviously, Hamilton came into came into the cycle, the number one safety. For a lot of people, he's gonna, you know, exit at the number one safety as well. You know, how has that progression kind of gone for you? Um the the progress the NFL combine stuff, it, it makes me laugh a little bit because um especially in this in this era, I'm being very careful how I say this, but especially in the area era of social media. And people being able to put opinions, perceptions, hot takes, whatever you want to call it, they're out there instantaneously. And the, the NFL combine stuff around Kyle Hamilton was 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 kind of funny to see because it's straight away. Oh, the guy Ali is Ali is subtweeting me live on the podcast here. Wow, <laughs> wow. No, no, I'm it, kidding. Makes, it makes it makes a change from doing it like in our Slack and and whatnot. <laughs> but um, yeah. the um, it, look. It, it, 
it's it's enabled people to to put things straight out of their opinions, hot takes, whatever. Um, and you know the, the the Kyle Hamilton stuff at the NFL Combine was, you know, almost instantaneously. Oh, this guy's run a four five nine. How can he be the top safety in the class? How can he be a top player? And, uh, and you know, the, there's so much we've, we've talked about on this podcast before about the the process and and testing and how testing versus tape or and how they go hand in hand and how much you should weigh one against the other and and very quickly people have taken the the combine stuff and, and used it as a measuring stick for Carl Hamilton's NFL draft stock. And I, um, I'll say this, Carl Hamilton's, I sat and wrote his summer scouting report back in June. Carl Hamilton was my number one safety then, my number one prospect when we released our first big board for this 2021 NFL draft class. And he, he's still there now for me. Um, the testing stuff, um, a, a friend of mine whose opinion had value very highly made quite a great point in terms of the testing stuff in relation to to Cal Hamilton is um, the NFL combine is a part of the biggest job interview of your life and if you're not prepared which it could be an opinion for some people that Cal Hamilton wasn't prepared for the the, the combine in terms of um, you can clearly see in the 40 yard dash that He's slow to start. He doesn't run in a straight line. We, we talked about it on this podcast before. He's, he's ran like a 45-yard dash, which, you know, at 4.59, it's not bad going for 45 yards, right? But um, the, the, the concern from that perspective is, you know, if you're not well-prepared for your job interview, what does that say about you as a prospect? And for me, I think that's, that's a bigger takeaway, potentially, if you want to read that into it, than the actual athletic stuff. Because turn on the tape for Kyle Hamilton, watch him go to work in the deep third, patrolling sideline to sideline, his range, watch him come flying downfield, propelling that six foot four, 220 pound frame downfield with disturbing physicality. Watch him get up and make a play at the highest point of uh, at the catch point. You know, the athletic profile for me, the numbers put on, on, um, on record of the combine really doesn't, match what you see from Carl Hamilton, the the prospect, the football player. And and that's where we, you know, that's where we evaluate football players is on the football field, not at the stopwatch. And, you know, look at Florida State. We mentioned it before. Florida State, first game of the year. Like, that is a clinic of how to play the safety position from Carl Hamilton. That's a clinic of athletic excellence and football intelligence, um, coverage skills, ball skills, physicality, tackling, everything that you evaluate the safety position at, Carl Hamilton routinely puts on a clinic at. So for me, he is the number one prospect. He is the number one safety. Um, and, and that opinion hasn't been swayed by the NFL combine testing, the pro day testing and stuff. Um, I think that the, the, the combine and the, the pro day stuff was always going to be a little bit dicey. At the end of the day, this kid's coming off the back of a, a knee injury that ended his season. So there are going to be some, some there is going to you know, be some rust when you come into a pure competitive testing environment. Um, but for me, it's a, it's a trusted tale of the tape when you're evaluating Kyle Hamilton, more so than putting a lot of um, a lot of your eggs in the combine testing basket. 
Yeah, and I would argue too, like I think in a way the numbers kind of do show up on tape because there's more numbers in the 40, all right? You, you got the explosiveness numbers as well, which if you look at that, uh, he had a 38-inch vertical and a uh, broad jump at around 11 feet, uh, so very much in the elite range with those numbers, yeah. and it shows up. I mean, the dude explodes. He accelerates very quickly when he triggers on plays, and it's it's one of those things where I think the lack of elite top-end speed shows up as well, okay? Like, I, I personally wasn't expecting a 4-4 or anything. A 4-5-9 around a 4-6 when it was unofficial was a little disappointing for sure, but I think you look at the tape, and it's it's one of those things where you know it's not quite a part of his game, but I think the argument has always been he counteracts it with his strong processing and his short range explosiveness very often. And so I think, uh, I, I think that's an important factor in this conversation. I also think though, it is important to keep your mind open and I'm going to open a Pandora's box here, but uh, Ali knows what I'm talking about, but you know, here's the thing. And, and admittedly, I'm going to be a little candid here earlier in the process, right? I mean, there's only so much time that goes around. So you have to decide what prospects you're going to spend that time on. And early on, I watched Hamilton once early on, and then it was just such a consensus opinion that he was one of the top players. I turned to other prospects for quite a while, and I should have been, you know, recalculating, reevaluating that periodically. And it got to a point where at the NFL Combine, yeah, sure, he's still my top three guy. Then this 40 comes out. And it's like, all right, let me look back. All right, because there's always, and I feel like especially with Hamilton, there's always a certain prospect in a class that kind of gets this untouchable air about them, right? This pristine air where, yeah, they're a blue chip guy. And I agree with Kyle Hamilton. I do. I, he's a top five guy for me. I, I graded him last week. But I also think there's you should never, you know, just overlook the concerns on the tape as well. You know, you should give everyone an honest, thorough evaluation of what their strengths and weaknesses are, right? So I was looking at Kyle Hamilton and I, I thought to myself, I was like, you know what? That's a guy that maybe I haven't done that as much as I wanted to to this point. So I watched this tape and Ali, I've got some interesting results here. Uh, and and I'm, I want to talk through them on the podcast because Kyle Hamilton is in the running for my safety one. All right. But from what I've seen after watching a few other guys and we'll talk about them here, but I don't think the gap between safety one and safety two and three is quite as big as we've been accustomed to making it this process. And that brings me to my mic drop moment here right now by my grading scale. And by the way, I, we talked about it. We talked about it on previous podcasts. The grading scale is not 100% perfect. All right. It's not something I'm running with straight away for the for the big board. But right now, Lewis Seen is higher on my board. All right. And I think that Lewis Seen is very underrated in terms of his talent as well. And that's something we can talk about here, Ali. But I do think um, there's a conversation to be had. For me, there's three safeties that are head and shoulders above the rest. Kyle Hamilton, Lewis Seen, and Daxon Hill. Those are the three guys that graded extremely well for me, you know, on my scale. And so we can talk about it here, but I know I, I just, I guess just starting out, Ali, because I know you wrote up Lewis Seen's scouting report. So you want to talk about him real quick because he is right now my top safety. Now, that's not something that I'm running with. I think they're all pretty close, all pretty much you know, lined up side by side, but you want to talk about him a little bit and I'll give my thoughts about how they compare, but I feel like we need to have a discussion about Kyle Hamilton, not just Kyle Hamilton, but Kyle Hamilton in relation to the other safeties behind him, because looking at some of these safeties, I think they've been seriously overlooked in regards to their talent and what they can do. Yeah, I'm sure. And, you know, no prospect is perfect. The, the, the perfect prospect is a fallacy coming out of 
college. You know, even a guy like Trevor Lawrence last year wasn't a perfect quarterback prospect. In much the same way, Kyle Hamilton isn't a perfect safety prospect. You know, although he has, um, he does display impressive levels of processing, impressive levels of football intelligence. He can be prone to bite on screens, you know, play action, RPO plays. He's not, he's not 100% perfect in that regard. And he can sometimes play the game with a little bit of an over-aggressive approach. And that can, um, as we've seen, you know, with, with prospects throughout the years, having an over-aggressive approach can be sometimes as dangerous as playing a little bit more um, with, you know, playing a little passive. Um, so, yeah, he's by far from a, a perfect prospect. Don't get me wrong. Um, Lewis Seen, let's get into Lewis Seen because you're, you're right. Lewis Seen has been underrated by the vast majority of um, NFL draft analysts, national media, casual college football fans. Um, and I kind of feel like some of the the opinions of Lewis Seen, um, kind, of, kind of how you talked about have an initial impression of Kyle Hamilton and you you then don't go back to that because that's that's where you're at. Um Lewis seen I think a lot of people's initial opinions on him as a as a player, as a prospect, come from the 2020 season where he was some people might say reckless in his approach. You know, he's very much famous for the hit on Kyle Pitts that led, you know, we come back to social media again, led to so, social media calls for him to be banned from football and and all this jazz, and I think a lot of um, people's perceptions on who Liam, uh, who Lewis seen is as a prospect and can be as an NFL player stem from there. But if you go, you go back and watch him play football. Yes, the physicality is is fairly evident. You know, there probably isn't a, a player in this class, irrespective of position, who can lay a hit with the same ferocity as Lewis seen we've seen it week in, week out as part of this Georgia defense. When he comes downhill and he comes downhill all right, he hits you hard. There's 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 no side there is quite as bone shaking as watching Lewis seen go to work. But he's so much more than that. And I think when you sit down and you analyze the tape and you study the tape, you begin to appreciate that Lewis seen is much more than just this physical um violent downhill hitter um i i think i i, I can only the phrase diagnose and destroy for lewis scene because for me that's what he does yeah. he diagnoses the play to such a, a high level he's got incredible diagnosis ability um particularly against the run um and he can just sniff out the run play so quickly so intelligently and then he's got the athletic profile to then act upon those instincts. You know, we talk about the NFL combine. Lewis seen ran a 4.374 yard dash. Now that speed you see on tape, both long speed, both um, short area burst. He's got incredible click and close ability. Um, but the long speed's there as well. Um, you've, you've seen him cover some of the fastest wide receivers in college football. Then you talked about the explosion numbers. And again, you make, you make a great point about Carl Hamilton's um, combine performance because everyone hangs it on the 4.59, 40-yard dash time. The 40-yard has become the standard bearer, the marquee, the, um, the the big thing that everyone looks out for, the, the flag bearer of the NFL combine. But there is so much more to athletic testing than that time. And you look at Lewis Seen, 
11 1 broad jump, 36 and a half inch vert. So he's an explosive athlete by the numbers, and that corresponds to the tape. Extremely well proportioned as well. He's not as big as Carl Hamilton, he's not as heavy as Carl Hamilton, but for the safety position, you know, Hamilton's a little bit of a unicorn in that respect. We've talked about that over and over again. Lewis Seen has more of a I wouldn't say a typical frame for a safety because he's still quite on the big side for the position, but six, two and a quarter, 199 pounds, 32 and a half inch arms, which he, um, you can see him go to put that length to use both in coverage and deconstructing blocks. I, I, I think there's very few holes in Lewis scenes, um, scouting report. Now, of course, again, not perfect. Um, as a coverage safety, I think sometimes his ball tracking does leave a little bit to de- to be desired. But he's shown that he's no slouch in coverage either. Um, I think, you know, when when we talked about this, uh, and I'm gonna and I let you wax lyrical about your um, experience with Lewis Seen in a minute. But when we talked about it between ourselves early this morning, I am excited to finally hear someone who is um, as excited about Lewis Seen as I am, because um, this is a kid who I've. I've regularly put in the sort of um, middle to middle to, to sort of early late range, if that makes sense, when doing mock drafts around the sort of Philadelphia Eagles at 16, 15, um, because I think that's where he deserves to be in this class, a real playmaker, a real leader on the field um, who's really come into his own in the 2021 season. Yeah, and I think uh, talking about the size, right, Kyle Hamilton's size is legit generational for safety all right you never see that right which is why part of why he's so revered because for his size he's a very good player but you mentioned lewis seen he's not small at all he's six two he'll be over 200 pounds with that nfl training regimen he's around 199 at the combine and then 32 and a half inch arms too this guy is long all right he is dense he is explosive i mean on tape and you mentioned it too you know people gravitate to the physical downhill style that lewis seen has but i feel like early on that's what he got billed as, right? All right, this guy who comes down, lays the wood, you know, explosive, hard hitter. But really, I feel like that's where the analysis stopped for a lot of people. But you look at his tape, the the reps where he's not thrown at or where the play is not going his way directly are almost more impressive to me. I was watch, I watched four games the other day and I was trying to find any excuse to rank him lower than I had him. I was like, is this right? Is this right? I messaged Ali this morning. I was like, do any of these numbers seem off to you? And he was like, honestly, no. So I was like, all right, I'm not crazy here. So like looking at his tape, man, I mean, you look at how he manages space, the way he positions himself and and how he moves too. You know, this guy is, you know, not just a straight line explosive guy, but I was really impressed with the short range movement. All right, how he manages that space on the back end. Very, very natural feel for positioning in those intermediate and deep zones. Uh, very easy, you know, effortless throttle control, all right? Like some guys are straight line explosive, but they struggle to gear up and gear down and gather themselves. Lucene is effortless with that, which with managing that pace, you know? And he's also very fluid. I was really impressed with the fluidity, matching route patterns on the back end, constantly flipping his, his hips to match routes so that he could respond quickly, you know? And he's a good processor too. I think Kyle Hamilton's a little bit better as a processor, and I do think there's an argument to make, to be made that with any limita- limitations that you have with Hamilton from a long speed perspective, as we said, the processing kind of counteracts it. But at the same time, is the processing, I think the difference between his processing and Lewis Seen's is negligible because Seen is a very good processor on the back end too. You know, there are some times when he reacts a little late. I, I'd like him to anticipate a little bit better at times, 
but he does he his eyes are always in the right spot you know he's constantly keeping plays ahead of him and he has shown that he can react quickly you know sometimes like any safety sometimes you're going to fall for eye candy that's just how much you have on your plate you know and what you need to respond to so i'm not going to ding a guy too bad if that shows up once or twice on tape it does for scene and it does for hamilton uh sometimes they they take faulty angles both of them but you know it's one of those things where as a safety prospect, you have so much on your plate. Again, I'm not going to knock you for that. But looking at Lewis Seen, looking at what he provides, I think that he's a little more explosive than Hamilton. And I think they both have phenomenal explosiveness. But here's the thing. Hamilton is more of a long strider out of his out of his transitions. Seen is a, is a short, energetic strider. All right? So he is hitting the ground more reps per, per, per second or whatever. You know, they, they, I, don't, I can't go into the whole science behind it, but He's moving faster. He's an amped up mover. He is extremely twitchy. And I think he can accelerate a little bit faster than Hamilton. They both accelerate very well, but especially over longer ranges. And I think that's where the top end speed comes in as well. Scene is explosive. All right. He is fast, fluid, you know, twitchy, energetic. And then he manages that space with those physical traits very well. Right. So I think you look at that, you know, for me personally, and, and then kind of juxtaposing him back to Hamilton. All right. Cause I think Hamilton Again, we've, we've mentioned it, very explosive closing on plays, but let's say they're in the slot defending a wide receiver, all right? There are times when Hamilton struggles to gather himself a little bit going up field, turning his hips and running up field with a receiver, all right, out of the slot. You know, he can he's a, he's a great big slot. You put him against tight ends, can blanket them because he has the athletic mismatch and the size, but let's say there's a really shifty slot receiver. Let's say, because in, in the NFL, if you're a safety, you have to do a number of different things on any given down, right? So let's say they get deep responsibility. Somehow, some way, they get on the island deep based on how the play rotates. Maybe you got Tyreek Hill or another speed receiver coming at you. Who do I trust more to flip their – to not just to position themselves well because I think they both do that, but who do I trust more to turn and run with the guy? I love Kyle Hamilton. I trust Lucene more to do that. I think he's the I think he's the more perfect match for that role, for that – you know, that deep coverage for matching receivers with that fluidity, with that short range explosiveness and acceleration and the twitch, the easy motion in those ranges. You know, for me, Hamilton is very good there for his size. But in the NFL, sometimes that extra inch is all you need. I think Lewis Seen is a little bit better at managing that. So I love both prospects. But for me personally, you know, and I think it devolves around preference for a lot of guys. Like it depends on the role that you want them. And I'm not going to say that one is definitively safety one or, or one is not definitively safety one. But I'm saying Lewis Seen is criminally underrated. And I do think he deserves a hat in that conversation. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think um, you, you make some excellent points about um, certainly particularly how the, the size impacts their ability to um, play in coverage. Um, and how their size impacts their ability to accelerate and throttle down. And these are certainly things that people don't take, um, always take into account um, when looking at, at prospects, you know. Um, it's the same with wide receivers and route running. People tend to focus on how quickly they get from A to B. Um, but often, you know, we've seen it with guys like Jameson Williams and Garrett Wilson in this, this cycle. It isn't always about that, how you get, uh, how quickly you get from A to B. It can be how you get to A to B and don't allow the guy who's covering you to make it all the way to B with you. Um, and things like throttle control are such a big um, component of that. Um, I mean, in terms of in, in terms of coverage, 
Um, I feel like um, Carl Hamilton is uh, um, is a better prospect in terms of certainly playing with the ball um, behind him in coverage. You know, Lewis Cena often does his, the best work with the ball in front of him, whether that's coming down and crushing a guy in the run game or crushing a guy um, uh, in coverage um, on short and intermediate routes. Um, because of the 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 click and the close ability that he has with that athletic profile, and sometimes when the ball is behind him in coverage, he does struggle sometimes um, with with some of his ball tracking, and um, sometimes struggles to get his head around and struggles to locate the ball. Um, but there there's certain areas where he's made vast improvements in that regard this season as well. So he's very much a player who's on an upward trajectory. And I think you, you use exactly the right words when you say he's criminally underrated in this class because that's, that is something that he, he is and has been throughout this process. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, with Hamilton too, I, I, I didn't give him a great ball, sco- ball skill score either because there was that one play against Cincinnati where um I think it was the outside, yeah. the, the out to the end zone, and he lost track of it, right? But again, if you're safety... That's going to happen from time to time. I do think Hamilton is a little bit better at tracking the ball right now than Lewis Seen. For Lewis Seen, it was a lot of, you know, I, I appreciate how quickly he closes, but can definitely better act on the ball when he's there, you know, can use his length to target it more often. He's physical. He works through the catch, but he's still working on targeting the ball in that instance. And so I think that's definitely one area that Seen could improve. And I think that, you know, you look at that and looking at Hamilton, you know, being the more natural playmaker at the catch point, that could be a defining factor as well. You know, but I, I look for me and I mentioned this earlier, but I think it's all about preference, especially for the safety position. And I, I, I brought up Daxton Hill earlier as well. And I think he he gets thrown into this conversation, too, because looking at his tape, he's a different type of player because he is very, very versatile, not in not in the way that Hamilton is. Like, I think there if, if we were to draw a Venn diagram, their roles would overlap in some in some respects, but also not overlap in some respects. I think that, you know, with Daxton Hill. And going back to the versatility, the preference, like let's say you want a guy who can play in the slot, who can play too high, single high, or even boundary corner, right? Like Daxton Hill is your guy because this guy can do it. I mean, he is insanely fluid. I think the the most fluid safety in this class flips his hips effortlessly. But again, a very twitchy, energetic mover, explosive, really physical. But also, I think he has the best ball skills out of this group that we're discussing. Daxton Hill does very, very good at tracking the ball in the air and timing his ascent. You know, so I think you look at that, you know, looking at the roles that he can fulfill with that fluidity, with that playmaking ability, that's his role. But if you want a guy who can, you know, the ultimate versatile prospect, that someone who can line up against a six foot five tight end in in the big slot and blanket him and nullify that player or a guy that can play too high, you know, put him in strong safety, even take take on deep responsibilities. And with his long strides in space, he can open up and, and cover that ground. Kyle Hamilton is your guy, right? So he can do that. Or if you're looking for, I think, the most traditional safety here, if you're just looking for someone to man that too high spot, play free or strong, you know, come in as an enforcer in the box or manage space on the back end and has the best range of this group, then I would go with Lewis Seen. You know, so I think it's all about what you prefer, what you need as an NFL team. Uh, and you could judge any one of these guys as your safety one. But I do think, you know, I think the bottom line is circling all the way back to the main premise that we had for this pod is that Kyle Hamilton, yes, is a very, very good prospect. But we can't, you know, we can't, you know, extend that to, oh, he's untouchable. He's safety one no matter what. Like, I love believing things with conviction. I think that's one of the most important things in the draft process. But at the same time, 
you know, you can't let that conviction blind you to other potential possibilities. You know, like I love Kyle Hamilton as a prospect, big fan of his play. All right. But at the same time, there's some very good safeties alongside him who maybe get drowned out just because we're so intent on defending Kyle Hamilton as this blue chip prospect. Guess what? He's very good, but there's other safety prospects who are just as good in some other areas and better in some areas as well. Kyle Hamilton is better in some too, but again, I think it's a lot closer than we've been led on at this point. And I'm excited to see how these players pan out because I think in the right role, you know, Hamilton scene and, and Hill can all be fantastic defensive players. And I think if you're a defensive coordinator, you're chomping at the bit to get one of these guys, depending on what you need, you know, in your locker room, because all of them are tremendous talents. It's just a matter of they provide different skill sets. And when you're projecting for what they can be, you know, it's tough. Everyone has a different preference for me and what my grading scale values. I value, you know, fluidity a little bit more. And I think scene has that better in a higher quantity than, than Hamilton. I think long speed as well on the back end. It's not as important for me, but it still does matter. I think more often because of your safety, very rarely are you covering the entire field, you know. So if you're in those two high responsibilities, having half the field, your explosiveness, how quickly you gear up and close space is key. And Hamilton, Cena, and, and Hill all have that. So it's just a matter of you're gonna you're gonna find separation in other areas if that's where they all match up. And uh, it's been fun to see how they rank up. But you know, I guess the premise is I'm I'm rambling here, but Cena is a very very good safety prospect, not just a hard hitter not just an enforcer this guy can do it all and and i think that he's for me he's a top 10 prospect i'm just gonna say it. he's a, i know not in my big board i scouted him i did my finalization of him right after i released that big board but i was kind of regretting it i was like oh man i really should have put that in there i wouldn't put him over hamilton right now because again it's a grading scale it's a number that i that i'm crunching in there so i'm not going to run full speed with it but at the same time i'm going to be open to what the results pan out and right now i think scene is right there with him yeah, I love it, man. I absolutely love it. Um, Daxton Hill, where where did he slide in? I know he's your safety three. Um, yeah, he was he was right on. behind them actually. He was in the top ten yeah. too. And I think that you know for him, it's just here's the thing. And I was tweeting about this the other day, but the one thing that really stuck out for me on tape in 2020 was um the processing, the positioning, not quite being there. Now his eyes were always in the right spot. I think or they were often in the right spot. I should say. You know, it was just a matter of the stimulus to the reaction. Sometimes there's a little bit of a delay there. Not always confident in what he was seeing. But I think in 2021, you know, I think it, he looked like he was playing a lot faster, a lot freer, triggering, triggering on plays faster, seeing things better. And I think it really resounded, resulted in a fantastic season. You know, that versatility, the explosiveness, the fluidity, again, uh, all very, very strong points to his game. Still some, some little inconsistencies of processing and i do think that lewis seen and hamilton are both still a little bit higher level processors than hill right now but hill the way that he improved in 2021 was very promising enough for me to say i think he's you know pretty close to them as well so as i said it, it's those three and then everyone else but they are all for me potential top 10 prospects and uh hill is yeah hill's right there he he, he was third he ended up third uh but they're all pretty they're all kind of clustered together at the top yeah, I'm really close. Um, Daxton Hill, really close behind Lewis Seen. And it, it's interesting that the, the pick you poison um, where the safety position is concerned in terms of what you want out of your safety really does define 
how you see these prospects because, you know, on paper uh, and on the football field too, we know football isn't played on paper. Daxton Hill is a, an exceptional athlete, just a hair's breadth slower than Blue is seen in the in the 40-yard dash. Um, he's an intriguing build for me when you look at Daxton Hill because he is that little bit, obviously most safety prospects are a little bit shorter than than Kyle Hamilton, but he's a good four inches shorter than Kyle Hamilton and a good two inches shorter than Lewis Seen, but similar functional length, 32 and a quarter inch arms, a bit higher, longer wingspan than Lewis Seen, 79 and a quarter. And, and obviously as a as a um, coverage safety, having that extra length um, really does make a big difference in terms of how you can impact the, the ball at its highest point, especially when you've got the... Um, the athletic profile that Daxton Hill has got, you know, that vertical athleticism that um, that he has possessed. I don't think he, that really was particularly well showcased at the NFL Combine. Some of the athletic numbers, testing numbers for uh, Daxton Hill weren't quite as exciting as a, a lot of people would have, um, would have thought. But I think, you know, when you look at his game, he's a very exciting, a very explosive athlete with... Um, some really intriguing measurements uh, in terms of his, you know, functional length, and you mentioned there the versatility that he brings to the game. I, um, I, I you certainly wouldn't play him in the same role as Kyle Hamilton or Lewis. Seen. For me, I, when I look at how he plays against the run, for example, I don't think he's, um, I don't think he's as as technically proficient in deconstructing blocks when against the run. He's not the the same physical presence against the run that guys like Lewis Seen and Kyle Hamilton are. Um, sometimes he can he can be sort of quite easily washed out and therefore very limited in his effectiveness as a um, as a player against the run and as a as a pass rusher. Um, if he is um, having to force his way and fight his way through the offensive line, and he certainly doesn't bring that same level of physicality to the table. I tell you who does bring a level of physicality to the table. I'm intrigued to hear your thoughts on Jaquan. Brisker. Yeah, uh, Brisker is one of those. And I do agree with uh, the point that you made about about uh, Hill. That was something that I noticed too. The run support. I do think there's something to be said about safeties who, you know, can they work unobstructed or can they actually engage those blocks, stack and shed against receivers and, and surge into the backfield. I saw Seen and Hamilton both stack and shed blocks and actually engage with physicality. With Hill, uh, he did get slowed up at times when there was congestion. And if you're safety... You know, sometimes if you do that, that little delay is all that the running back or whoever the, whoever's carrying the ball needs to get around the edge and get an angle on you. And then that can turn to a big gain. So, you know, you got to be assertive as a safety if you're coming to run support. Seen and Hamilton are a little bit better in that sense than, than Hill. So I agree there. That's another kind of differenti- differentiating factor. Uh, Brisker is interesting. And I think that, you know, I still do my finalization of him. He's he's one that I'm not quite as fresh on with Seen or, or uh, Hill or Hamilton. But I remember watching him and I was thinking to myself, you know, he's playing in the box a lot. You know, he was, I think, mainly a box safety for a good portion of his time at Penn State. Very explosive. Again, very physical coming downfield. We talk about the enforcer mentality. He definitely has that. And I do think that he showed some range on the back end, too. And his testing numbers were great at Penn State Pro Day. For me, I do remember the processing being a little less consistent on the back end. I think I think Seen is better at managing space from my impression. And then again, I think that Hamilton as well with the size that he has, you know, better size, a little bit better processing as well. Again, I got to go back and finalize 
But Brisker is another one that you talk about, versatility, right? I mean, that's the big thing with him is that he can play in the box, but projecting his skill set, I think he has enough range and athleticism to be a free safety and play on the deep end as well. Uh, have you watched him recently? Because I'm curious to get your opinion because I, I did his report, but I know, you know, we're kind of, we're at this stretch in the, in the cycle where we got to watch everybody, right? So we can't just be uh, restricted to our reports, but have you gotten to see a little bit of him? Because I know, he tested very well, and the role that he's been used that he was used in at Penn State uh, was very intriguing for his projection to the next level. Yeah, I've um, like I say, you did his his actual scouting report for Pro Football Network, so I I didn't see as much of him early on. So he's kind of the guy that I've revisited um, later in the process. Um, but I remember watching Tariq Castro Field for his scouting report. And it was always brisker that stood out. And, I, you know, Tariq Castro feels a, a good cornerback in this class. He's going to go you know, probably early to mid day three. He's going to spend some time in the league. He's going to play at the highest level. But it was always Jaquan Brisker that stood out when I when I watched Penn State, um, when I'm trying to watch that Penn State secondary. Um, and like you say, physical guy. He's a, you know, he's a bigger guy than Daxton Hill. For example, uh, but we, you know, we spoke about how Lewis Seen is a bigger guy, and Kyle Hamilton again, a, big, a bigger guy still. He's really physical with all of that frame, you know, all that two hundred and I think he, I think he weighed in at the combine at one ninety nine. Penn State had him at just over two hundred, um, but he uses all of that size, that weight, that frame to be an absolute punisher. Um, I think he he's displayed um, great coverage ability. Not you know not at the level of <clears throat> excuse me of some of the guys that we've talked about, um, but he's certainly got a lot of alluring attributes to his game that I, I think right now and I, I can't see it changing particularly a deal um, between now and the draft. Even as I watch tape on some of the other safety prospects, I think he, he's my fourth ranked safety. I think he's the kind of guy who you pick up in the early part of day two the early part of the second round and he comes in and he has a, a starting impact very quickly in his NFL career um, just because of the ability to play with such physicality in a game he's very um, I think he, he shows great awareness as well in coverage which will give him um, a little leg up early on in his in his NFL career so I think yeah I think Jaquan Brisker he's not quite the same um elite level athlete as some of the guys that we've talked about you know but he's he's got decent athleticism good lateral quickness um does well to recover if he needs to um so i think all in all a, a kid who can come in and, and play at a high level in the nfl um as probably an early day two pick yeah and there's a lot of a lot of safeties in, the, in that range you know you talk about brisker uh, I think Kirby Joseph, Jalen Petrie is another one, but they're all different flavors. You know, like we talk about the wide receiver class being that way. The safety class is kind of that way too. I mean, even Kyle Hamilton is a different flavor altogether, uh, but a lot of different player types and styles. Uh, and it's really intriguing to see where they go because so much of it is going to depend not just on their talents and what they offer, but how these teams project to use them, right? I mean, that's half the battle right there. So I think that, you know, Brisker being another one. And again, a lot of these guys, I still have to finalize. I'm kind of hopping between position groups right now. And I got to get started on a few other ones too for my grading. But uh, it's that's just how it is. It's it's a super busy time of year. But you talk about Brisker, 
you know, having that box safety, free safety versatility potentially, and the physicality that kind of projects, translates everywhere on the field, uh, the flashes, that playmaking ability. You love to see that. Uh, Kirby Joseph, another one who has flashed that range, that playmaking ability, maybe not the elite top end speed that guys like Lewis Seen have, but still very good range on the back end playmaking ability. Jalen Petrie, you know, kind of the opposite, right? I mean, you put him in the box and the slot is that star defender and he's very good. Um, you know, at sniffing out plays in, in the uh, short and intermediate ranges. I think he projects pretty well in coverage too. But again, that's something that we didn't see a ton of. It was a lot of zone, you know, a lot of blitz looks, you know, a lot of, you know, where he's being relied upon to be that enforcer and sniff out plays in the short and intermediate ranges. We didn't always see that deep coverage from him. But, you know, I love the play style with him too. And Nick Cross is another one. Uh, I, I haven't watched him uh, in depth for my finalization at this point, I have seen him in passing. I've seen, you know, a couple games here and there where I, he does flash that explosiveness. And I know at the NFL combine, he put up some pretty, pretty big numbers. I think he ran a, yeah, he ran a four, three, four at six foot two twelve, and had a, a broad jump over or no wait, no, I'm looking at someone. Yeah. He had a 37 inch vertical and a one thirty inch broad jump. So very good numbers from Nick cross as well. Uh, so he's another one in this class. And again, I got to go back and finalize from what I've seen, the angles, the processing, not always as consistent with him. So that's something that you got to work on. And it's one thing, you know, it's always interesting to me because that safety processing is very important. And I think that especially at safety, when you have so much on your plate, so much to process in a given play, you know, it's something you can improve for sure. For some guys, it never quite clicks. And so that's always the thing, you know, what's going to happen to this guy at the NFL level. Cross is just one of those where, I'm not sure, but I love the upside. And I think you go down the list. There's a lot of other guys who who flash potential on tape. Uh, but Ali, I'm just I'm really excited to keep diving into the safety class. You got any more? Or I think you did cross this scouting report too. Or was that James? Was that you? No, you know, it was me. I did Nick Cross. And I was gonna I was gonna pipe in with that because yeah, um Nick Cross is a a guy who is a speed, size, physicality, threat um, for an NFL backfield he's got special teams experience as well which you know as as, as you get further away from the early picks of day one special teams experience becomes a more and more valuable trait if you're going to be able to to impact a team immediately um that that is a real tick in the box but uh, the thing that um i think is potentially the biggest difficulty for nick cross's um projection to the NFL level is he was primarily used as a single high safety for Maryland. Um, so you haven't got a lot of exposure to him other than a few reps, handful of reps in the box, certainly in the games that I watched when I was studying Nick Cross. Um, you haven't got a, a wide um, or a large sample size of whether he brings that versatility that we've talked about with some of these other safety prospects to the NFL level. Now, his athletic profile would certainly suggest that he can. You know, you mentioned speed, explosiveness, um, some of the plays where you watch him come flying from that single high alignment and downfield and absolutely destroy a guy in the opposition backfield. You know, he, he's clearly got that athletic profile that lends itself to being versatile. Um, he showcased his ability that, you know, he can can read um, the, the play in front of him. Uh, like you mentioned, processing speed, football intelligence, so important to that um, safety position. Um, but I think I think Nick Cross, if he there's a, a couple of issues you'd like to see him clear up in terms of 
Um, I, and certainly in the games that I watched him in, a, a really high volume of ankle tackles, um, which although he, you know, rarely, pretty much often resulted in him actually bringing his man to the ground, you want to see him use a, a slightly more um, effective tackling approach at the NFL level. He's not going to have that same luxury of um, being able to pull off um, stops just on ankle tackles alone at the NFL level. Um, so you want to see some improvements in that area of his game, but there's there's a hell of a lot to to be excited by uh, with a guy like Nick Cross. And then you look across, no pun intended, the safety landscape, and there there are so many talented safety players in this class across all. You know, I kind of almost got to the point where I'm saying across all three days on every single podcast episode. You know, you look at guys like Veron McKinley out of Oregon, you look at Leon O'Neill out of Texas A&M, guys like, you mentioned Kirby Joseph, um, JT Woods, we talked about um, Jalen Petrie from Baylor. JT Woods is a guy out of Baylor who brings a hell of a lot of exciting athletic potential uh, to the NFL. Um, guys like, you know, we've talked about Kyle Hamilton's unique size and stature at the um, safety position. Guys like Sterling Weatherford out of Miami of Ohio, who is another big, well put together safety who could, you know, quite easily play some time at linebacker in the NFL with a little bit more weight to him. So there's, there really is a, a vast array of talented safety prospects for whatever you need your defense to to for your safety to be able to do in your defense. Sure, so. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's one of those classes where it's really anything that you could ask for. I mean, there's something. This class has got it, you know. So I, I love that part, that element of the class um, and what it has to offer. I agree with you, you know, across all day threes. By the way, that pun was absolutely intended, if you know Ollie. Okay. I, I'm not going to believe that it was unintended for a second. Not only did he say across, but he said it three times. All right. So Ollie is clearly trying to get those puns in here. And I respect it. I respect the effort, but I, I, I agree with you. You know, it's definitely a pick your poison type class. And that's the best kind of class, because especially at the safety position, the bottom line, one of the key themes for this pod was versatility. Right. I mean, like, you know, going back to the top three discussion, whether you have Daxon Hill, Kyle Hamilton uh, or Lewis Seen, if you're keeping Kyle Hamilton up there, or whether you like to one of the other two, it all comes down to what you want them to do and what you need them to do. All right. So if one is better at something else, like. You know, if Lewisine is a little bit better at maintaining his acceleration through transit transitions than Kyle Hamilton and a little bit more fluid, a little bit more free as a mover and still has the length, then maybe you're looking at that. And you're like, hey, I kind of like that better. Or maybe if you need him, if you're going up against bigger receivers or tight ends and you really want that size to match up and the athleticism to, to kind of blanket those guys and the physicality and the playmaking ability then Kyle Hamilton's your guy. Or if you want them to potentially have to rotate to boundary corner on a given snap, just have that all-out chess piece, Daxon Hill, right? So it all comes down to the the discipline, the you know ability that they have, the unique ability and what you need them to do. That kind of dictates what you're looking for there. But yeah, Ali, this was a fun podcast, man. I was really... You know, I was really eager to talk about this stuff because I feel like, you know, especially Lewis Seen. I love Daxon Hill, but Lewis Seen came out a little bit higher for me. And I was really blown away by his tape. I was telling Ali before the pod, I think this dude is insanely underrated and he's rated pretty highly. Like you see him in first round mocks. But I think, you know, everyone talks about Kyle Hamilton as safety one. And I, you know, I, I would love if you keep him there again. I don't think 
you know, we were talking about it. There shouldn't be any whiplash effects regarding the 40 time again, because I don't think one, it kind of shows up on tape. So it shouldn't be surprising. And two, he has the explosiveness and, and the in the instincts and the processing to counteract it. But at the same time, you look at a guy like Lucene, and I think he's right there with him in terms of processing, in terms of physicality, explosiveness. And then he's a little more fluid, a little you know faster at top end speed when he needs that range downfield. You know, it's one of those things where it's not quite as far away as I think the consensus is is kind of you know leading on. So I, I love being able to talk about this stuff. And I know, especially with Ali, another big fan of Lewis Seen, it's always a, a good conversation. But any closing thoughts for us, Ali, because we are uh, getting close to the end of this one. Any closing thoughts for the listeners here? Um, just enjoy the 2022 NFL draft safety class, to be honest. Like this, I've, I've loved talking it through um, today, um, particularly, you know, talking about Lewis Seen, a kid who I've absolutely loved from the very first minute I put his tape on. So it's, it's great to talk through um, what he does so well um, compared to some of the guys in this class. And, you know, it's again an appreciation of. This 2022 NFL draft class is rammed full of playmakers at every position. Do not allow people to tell you that the 2022 NFL draft class is bad just simply because there's some disconnect about the quarterback prospects. Just because we haven't got five quarterback prospects who are all going to go in the top 15 picks doesn't make this 2022 NFL draft class. And I think the more you sit through and talk about the prospects, the positions, you know, we took cornerbacks last week safeties this week we're going to talk about um some offensive line stuff in the space later on which you're going to have missed if you're listening to this podcast right now but being able to talk about the whole range of um great talent available through all three days of the nfl draft in these different mediums from the podcast to the spaces to the q and a's that we're doing i think it just again it reinforces what a great 2022 nfl draft class we've got ahead of us yeah, and I think the main lesson to take away from this whole Kyle Hamilton thing is, one, don't overreact to combine numbers again, but also, two, don't run with the consensus because if you see something different, and again, I think most people are going to see that he is a top 10, top 5 prospect for sure, but you know, if you see something different, if you think the gap isn't as high, you know, trust what you see, right? That's the only way. I was talking to Ali, and you know, we're both kind of in the same mindset that you know, there's only two outcomes, potential outcomes, is a draft analysis. Either you're wrong and you learn from it or you're right you keep doing what you're doing the only way to do both is to trust who you see and roll with it you know so stay disciplined keep that going but you know that's the way that you get these kinds of conversations so ali had a ton of fun today but we are going to wrap it up because i know we're at the 50 minute mark and our video editors are probably freaking out right now so let's we'll wrap it up here but thank you everyone for listening as always our video podcast audio my bad yeah, because we turned the camera's office, right? But thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this podcast episode. As always, talking about the safeties. As Ali mentioned, we've got spaces on Mondays and Thursdays at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, leading up all the way to the NFL Draft. Ali hasn't asked me anything for an hour at noon Eastern on Tuesdays. So if you got questions that you want to ask him, feel free to send him there. Uh, I've got an AMA on Friday at 5 p.m. as well. And then, yeah, so we're going to be doing podcasts Mondays through Thursdays releasing tuesdays and fridays we talked about safeties today i don't know what we'll talk about next time we'll wing it that's usually what we're pretty good at but thank you everyone for listening as always peace out have a good one